bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. We've got some great guests coming up this hour uh, from the Harbor Park Jazz Fest. Um, Tim Mahone and other folks going to be coming in. we got a surprise guest student coming in. It's, it's going to be great. It is going to be great. Um, but, of course, it's 5 o'clock, and, of course, we have to talk about the top five at five. And guess what? Guess what number we start at? Guess what? Number five. You got it. The owner of the Milwaukee daycare is facing several. And it's like the second one in in the last few weeks. Some or was that fraud? I think the other one that committed some kind of fraud or something. Anyway, um, owner of a daycare center is facing several charges of child abuse and authorities are working to identify more victims. 38 year old Danielle Jones owned and operated two helping hands daycare. 6414 West Silver Spring Drive. And according to a criminal complaint on August 31st, 2022, a four-year-old boy who attends Two Helping Hands daycare was allegedly smacked with an open palm across the face. The criminal complaint says the child's siblings were present at the time of the incident. And one of the siblings, a six-year-old, reportedly saw Ms. Danielle slap the boy and then held him like a baby after hitting him and told him she would give him a snack, but did not. Another sibling, age 11, reportedly told investigators on August 31st, the four-year-old boy had gone into the baby room, and this upset Miss Danielle, and the 11-year-old stated, according to the criminal complaint, she heard the four-year-old begin to cry and saw him screaming and holding his face. And the child, according to the complaint, heard Miss Danielle tell the four-year-old, stop crying, I didn't do anything to you. Then she picked him up and started rocking him. So they made contact, informed why police was there, and according to the criminal complaint, denied harming any children. But, of course, they went and got the what? Oh, my cameras don't work. I don't have any surveillance. And then they recovered video showing the incident took place on August 31st involving the four-year-old. Another incident captured on surveillance reportedly showed Jones, while talking on the phone, pick up a child by the hair, 
carrying them into another room of the daycare and essentially dropping them into a pack and play. Criminal complaint says another incident captured on camera showed showed Jones slapping a child on her left arm with such force to cause her to fall on her face. You know what? Number four. Believe it or not, I got to get rid of that story because otherwise it's gone. I'm gone. Just, yeah. Wisconsin GOP chairman Brian Schemming is referenced in the Georgia indictment of Donald Trump, believe it or not. The grand jury in Georgia, uh, the indictment of former President Donald Trump and his allies also outlines interactions with Republican Party Wisconsin Chairman Brian Schimming, alleging the communication and meetings amounted to an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy to steal votes and defraud voters. I'm laughing because Georgia released the indictment before the jury had voted. And so talk about putting your, yeah, it's kind of bizarre. And do they understand that they're jazzing up his base every time they indict him? His base gets bigger. Yes, I know it's bizarre, but oh well. Number three. Michael Orr. You remember him from The Blind Side, the, 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 the movie? Well, Six months after discovering that he was never legally adopted, Michael Orr formally petitioned to remove the conservatorship Sean and Leanne Tui have over him. In the petition he filed Monday in Shelby County, Tennessee, probate court, Orr called the realization painful, taken in by the Tui family while experiencing poverty and navigating all that stuff and became a first-round draft pick. Why would they have conservatorship over him? Ooh, Because what they did is they had a lawyer talk to him and they said that they were adopting him when, in fact, they became conservators over him and basically exploited him for financial gain. When people want to do things for you and they bring a lawyer, tell them no. Go get your own lawyer, one that they didn't refer, and then do it. I find it. Not shocking that when you make movies about white people who are who are quote unquote allies and want to help us because they're the only people that can help us, that they took advantage of him. How do you adopt somebody as an adult? Help me out. And they signed the papers and became his conservator and the money that he made in the NFL and everything that he did, they had control over. I think, don't we call those people something? Oh, that's right. We call them, we call them pariahs. Number two. Well, believe it or not, once again, that's weird. Um, At the height of the COVID, public officials and researchers started hunting for signs of the virus spread in unexpected places. And so... I was given this story, so I'm going to hand it off because I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to say that now they're checking places like samples of municipal wastewater, uh, which provide a wealth of, of, of information as, in terms of what's in the system. 
Like what? Like if you want to know where people, this, this is a bizarre thing. If you want to know about people, if you want to learn about people, you know what you do? You check their garbage. If you check the person's garbage, it tells everything they did, who in the house eats what, who in the house has has diabetes, heart disease, who's on their period. Everything you could possibly know about a household is in the garbage. Think about that. So if I want to find out what you're doing in your house, a couple things I'm going to check. I'm going to check your gas bill, check your electric bill, and I'm going to check what? Your garbage. Paints a picture of who you are. Well, in this case, they want to check your poop. Because they're saying that basically if you test the water, the water will show how sick you are. And if you think about it, it's true. What's the first thing you do? They take your blood and your urine. Because? And then they ask you, have you looked at your bowel and is it dark? If it's dark, that means there's, there may be blood in it. So then you get checked. Well, Wisconsin is on the forefront of wastewater testing because they learned out. And, and by the way, we've got a phenomenal water um, program here at UWM and in the Great Lakes region because fresh water is a commodity. And we've got majors and people that are that are into making sure we do things like disease surveillance, because if you check the water, you can tell what's going to ail your population. And for me, I kind of think that's kind of cool. Number one. Well, I'm excited to talk about this today. Uh, the 16th Street Community Health Centers broke ground on a clinic expansion today. A three-story, 21,000-square-foot expansion located at 1032 South Cesar E. Chavez Drive will feature primary medical care, a new pharmacy, behavioral health services, social services, and wellness classes, all of which will be available to Milwaukee's South Side. More than 45,000 people already rely on the 16th Street Community Health Centers, and this expansion is estimated to accommodate an additional 32,000 people Year. Grand opening of the new space is planned for fall of 2024. So that's pretty exciting, I say. I say that's pretty exciting. My guest today from the Harbor Park Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival coming August 19th is none other than Tim Mahone from the Mahone Fund. When we come back, we're going to talk about nothing but Norman Brown because that's my absolute favorite jazz artist. When we come back, I want to hear some Norman Brown music. Maria just said no, so, okay. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 
1-877-877-1-7 is the number. You know, last year we had a guest in the studio talking about the uh, Harbor Park Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival, but we're not going to have him. we just going to play Norman Brown music. And <laughs> we just, <laughs> just going to play Norman Brown music because Norman Brown is coming. And that way I don't have to talk to Tim Mahone. We can just play Norman Brown music the whole time. And then we'll go off and then we just keep telling you to be there and buy a ticket and all that stuff. Tim Mahone, how are you, sir? I am great, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm blessed. I'm doing great. Good to I be am, back. It is phenomenal. This this came back fast. It usually does. You know, counting the days, forget about it. You know, we're already in August, end of the summer. What wow. better time to talk about the jazz festival? That's true. That's true. So that's August 19th. Starts at noon. So all day you can go in and you can relax. You can hang on. Looks like you got some great artists Ooh. that are coming up. But my <clears throat> favorite, the headliner. Norman Brown, Grammy Award winning guitarist. We just heard music from him. Um, tell me about the festival. First of all, we're glad to be back. Thank you for just the support oh, and, yeah. and giving us a chance to talk about the fest and maybe a little bit about the family at some point. But mm-hmm. here we are again. It's going to be another beautiful day on, on the lakefronts of Kenosha, a celebration place. We have four, three strong artists and a stepping in and coming back. We're kicking off the event at uh, 1245 with the uh, cooking contest, which is called the cooking studio between the Kenosha Police Department and the Kenosha Fire Department. And the cops better win. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, this is the first time and they're talking, you know what, because the firefighters, that's all they do is cook. Well, that's that's all what they, they said. That's, that's all they do. That's why See, they're all overweight. They've been going that's at it, right? all overweight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they had a chance to pull together a Kenosha yeah. Dog Challenge, yeah. right? And they're going to compete and bring that competition and that cook kicks off the day. Okay. And then uh, brother Landy Cabrera, mm-hmm. salsa brother here from Milwaukee, he's going to kick it off the music wow. man in a way that you've never seen. It's wow. a 12-piece band. And they're just going to bring it. It's also merengue. So we're looking forward to that brother coming and taking taking, uh, taking it by storm, right? And just thrilled that he's able to come. So how did all this happen? I mean, you know, we, 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 we hear about the Mahone Fund and we hear about the foundation. But how did all that come about? You know, the good Lord decided that it was time for my mom to go to the highest board in the life, and that's heaven. Okay. She passed away, and because we grew up on music— we needed something to celebrate the Mahone Fund, which we started when she passed away. Mm-hmm. And so we grew up on gospel music, jazz music, blues music, 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 music. And we used this in the spirit of my mom in the sense of bringing people together. Correct, correct. Because music brings out everything in you, right? And usually the most good. And we wanted to do that in my mom's name. And then later on when my dad died, we added him mm-hmm. to the fund's name. But it was an opportunity on our lakefront to say, hey, let's bring my mom and dad's spirit together through music. Yeah, but and through yeah, music comes change. Yeah, but your mother was like a gold standard. I mean, you know. She'd be embarrassed by those <laughs> those words, right? She just yeah, did what yeah. God blessed her to do yeah, with, with, yeah. With, with talent to bring folks together. Yeah. And, you know, she brought voice to those who didn't mm-hmm. have voice, light to those that were in dark, right. so they could all be part of the human exchange, right? And therefore be better as people. And she really believed that, and she was more on the forefront. So we started the Mahone Fund just for that reason, so others could, could create legacies and make community better, right? But I, but I find it interesting that it's only it's only been around for about twenty some odd years, not a long time. And right? the impact that you've made on the on the Kenosha community has been outstanding. You know, do what you can do while you're here, yeah. right? And we didn't want to wait until. Whatever that date was, we immediately decided to give scholarships back to our young men and women 
provide mentoring opportunities because every time you expose a young man or woman mm-hmm. to life early, right. their success rate's much better. Their arc of success, right? Yeah. So we have a mentoring program called the Career Exploration Organization that intervenes in the life of a young man or woman, 14 to 17, right? Career opportunities, academic support, career support, life support, right, internship right. support, all of those things. And at the end of the day, they become a pipeline for our scholarship program. So we've okay. given out over 319 scholarships to young men and women. And you're going to hear from one of them here earlier or later, I think. So yeah. uh, impact is the key. So legacy. So I don't, I don't get a scholarship. I don't get a. No. Your life is called scholarship. All right, so wait a minute. So I didn't get a ticket. I didn't get a scholarship. I didn't get a. But but what I really get to do is I get to watch the impact that the Mahone Fund makes on kids, and as they grow through that progression, not not really knowing what just happened. You know, we're just happy, and everybody else is cheering, right? And you don't really know. You just get this money, and you go, "Okay, I'm supposed to go to school. I'm going to school." You know, but then. 20 years later, you've made an impact on a number of students that have gone on to do some great things. And you know where we see that is they come back and give back. So we have those that received the scholarship in 2002 that are now in their careers flourishing, and they come back to speak to our young kids. They don't speak to me, right? I told you I'm about to turn turn 60. They ain't got nothing to sit and listen to me about. But the young folks in their generational path come back and speak to them about the impact. But you said it right. You know, when you get the money— you don't feel it right away. You're into the right. throes of the people screaming. You're still and yelling, trying to put money together and put, get to school you know, and common, get my bag. And, just happy you got accepted, right, first right, of all. Right. And then years later, we have a volunteer piece where they're mm-hmm. required to come back and volunteer and give back. Mm-hmm. So each step of the way, they feel how people contribute to their lives. And they, in turn, start to contribute to others. And you start to see that when they grow older and graduate. And all of a sudden, they're automatically talking about volunteerism even with the younger brothers and sisters. Right. So we're creating generational movement. That's the only way to do mm-hmm. it. That's yeah, the only that's way to true. Do it. When they weren't even thinking about that's going true. to college in the yeah. first place. How, do you, how, how far into the future do you see this, not only the festival, but the actual organization going? Um, as long as, you know, our young kids are around to, to create the succession plan for us, right? It, it's, you can't say five years, 10 years, right? We're going to be around right. as long as possible. This right. money's good, right? So what's important about the succession is we have our young folks here now ready to step where I am. Mm-hmm. Our family is spread out across the country, so we're not going to have a lot of blood family coming right. back to manage right. this. So we're in the midst of this conversation now. Okay. How does the young man or woman who has the inspiration and dedication to come back and run this organization with our board? So it's infinity, right? Mm. Um, there's no end on this. One way or another, the money will always be there to provide impact. But see, you, as long as you, God has a way. But you, you talk about educational opportunities for economically and academically deserving youth. And, and I find that interesting that you did that because many, many scholarships tend to only give to, you know, one set of kids. Oh, you're just you're, you're deserving and you're not from a home that, you know, you don't have any money. But when you add academically deserving, that means that sometimes you recognize that you can have the, the grade point average. You can have the acceptance letters. You just don't have the money to get there. And you actually talk about it. Yes, there are some kids that that economically may need it, but there are some kids that academically need it because well, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this out loud. We, you know, college has tended to be for for 
Hmm. The dumb rich and the smart poor. Interesting dichotomy, right? But yet you've got that section in the middle, the economically and academically deserving. They just can't afford it. And that middle class struggles. And, and, I, and I see this when I look at it. You can kind of see how your mom and your dad saw that in people because it, it really just comes down to do you have the drive and do we believe we're going to take a chance on you? And I see that's what they do. I appreciate that recognition, right? Because you have to put the work in. Yeah. You, you have to have some work into the your own game. Right. And we recognize that through our partnership with the school district, mm-hmm. through our partnership with our volunteers. And, mm-hmm. and so we are a network of resources that support our youth. Right. Particularly our African-American youth, students of color. Um, but our, our, our uh, counselors, our principals, our uh, agents in class are good to support our young men and women who know and identify that they do have an academic opportunity, but also in, in need. Exactly right. So can can we have an idea of what that process is when you apply for an application? You know, for, and, you know, you, you get the application, you want the scholarship and like how, how long does that take? What's the process? How's that go? So we kick off the scholarship season with what we call power up. It is a college fair at the University of Wisconsin Parkside. We get about a thousand kids and parents that come in. And we have, I don't know, anywhere from 20 to 25 colleges and 17, 18 businesses that are there to work with the parents and the students. That's where we create the excitement and energy to let folks know that scholarship season is on. Right. Right. It's on at this point. Scholarships. So that starts in October, uh, late October, early November. Then the application process goes through probably February. And then from February to March, February to April is when the decision-making time frame comes. And that's when it gets really hard because <laughs> now, I've now, taken myself. from Kenosha? It's all about Kenosha, Kenosha okay. County. Right, Scotia, just letting Scotia. people know. Kenosha. We are working in the racing a little bit because mm-hmm. of our corporate partners and right. our donors who right. see the, the need in, right. in racing. Marquette's of the world, you mm-hmm. know, Gateway, Parkside, Herzing. They also want to attract students from Racine, and we have sure. a good model. We have sure. a good model where we attract that talent and that student. So, but right now they are for Kenosha. Okay, sounds great. Exciting. So, so when so when we come back, we want to have one of your guests. I'll I'll need that information, and we'll we'll talk to your guests, and we'll we'll see. We'll talk to him and see if you really do what you say you do. Oh Lord, God. <laughs> the check just got higher. No. <laughs> Tim Mahone from uh, the Mahone Fund. We are going to be there live at Harbor Fest this weekend. The Truth Team's going to be down for the Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival. You should be there too. And we'll talk about how you can get tickets and how you can be there this Saturday, August 19th. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. We just sitting here, just chilling. Happens to be the name of the song by Norman Brown, who just happens to be there this weekend at the Harbor Fest Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival. I'm upset. I'm mad. Because I don't know if I can make it. Because if I make it, I may never come back home. (laughs) At least that night. You'll be back. That night. I'll you you, you got to come. Yeah, you'll be there. So I can come back next year. That's right. Okay. That's right. All right. So so you you happen to have this thing, right? This career exploration piece mm-hmm. that you do where your, your, your students get to explore and look at different career opportunities and different things that can sort of direct them to this is this is what my passion is but we all know you know passions wane right they can change but every now and then your passion lines up with your skill set and so we we have a guest that is a 2019 Mahone CEO scholar recipient by the name of Ben Woods Ben how are you today I'm doing great how are you doing I'm doing I'm doing good. First of all, let me say, uh, welcome to the new 1017 The Truth. Second, I'm jealous because you have a bachelor. Like when I went to school, I wanted to get a bachelor of fine arts because I wanted to be an actor. Not too late. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trust me, it's too late. (laughs) I strike now anyway. I act on the radio every day. (laughs) Um, But then then I I fell into radio, right? But but again, it's one of those areas where it takes that, that creativity and that everyday discipline. And so uh, you received the Bachelor of Fine Arts and Theater from Southern Methodist University, one of my favorite schools in Dallas, Texas. And and so you aspire to have a career in theater education. And and this is where I saw the the impact of the Mahone Fund, where he can pour into the next yeah. generation with tools and skills he received in Dallas. Now, who goes to school for something creative that you can do Right. I can vote, you know, Ben Woods and we'll see him in, you know, like five years. He's won a Academy Award for something. Right. He decides, nope, I'm going to go back and give the next generation something I have. And so you're currently back in Kenosha and now you're looking at that next journey in your life. So, first of all, congratulations. But second, what is it? What is it that the Mahone Fund did for you when you were that CEO scholar recipient? Uh, so thank you once again just for allowing me to be on the show. Um, but yeah, the Mahomes, they just gave me that opportunity. Uh, you know, sometimes when we're, we're, we're looking at these different universities, looking at these different colleges, you know, there's always the dream factor. Like, ah, well, I wish I can go to this school. But sometimes the funds can be a setback and hold you back from reaching that dream or reaching that goal. And I think uh, one of the biggest things that the Mahomes Fund has given me is just that financial push that I could go and go to this school and achieve my dream um, and completely go out of state uh, to one of the most prestigious schools in the country. Um, So really just creating that opportunity and breaking that financial barrier uh, for other students to really achieve their dreams. Okay. And so so when you say dreams – what was your dream when you started? Was it, was your dream to actually be a uh, an actor and become the next Denzel Washington or what? <laughs> uh, well, 
I, I really wanted to go. Uh, well, let's go back. So in my high school career at that time, I really only did musicals. Um, and I really wanted to work on my acting jobs. And I said, I need to go and work on the foundation. So I, I found Southern Methodist University. It's a great school to work yes, on the foundation. Yes, it is. They've got a phenomenal program. Yep. Yeah. And I really was led, my journey shifted to directing. Um, ah. And I really want to pursue this directing career um, and look at that forward. But also just having these tools, all of these things, these foundational skills. I said, I can't keep this for myself. I said, I want to be able to pour this into the next generation because it's not for me. You know, it's not just for me. It's for others. And um, because when I was in high school, I didn't have that that luxury um, when, you know, just getting to college. It's like, oh, this is different. OK, this is what acting is. <laughs> right. The, 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 real, the real part of acting. Give, the work. Right. <laughs> the work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to be able to go into a high school and give students these same tools and skills that I received, they'll already be a step wow. ahead of it when they get to college. It's like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> ben. ben, how are you, sir? Hello. Can you hear me, Ben? Yeah, I think I lost you for a bit. No, we're, we're, we're here. Tim Tim yeah, wants yeah. to say something to you. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing good, Tim. How are you? Well, you know how proud I am of you. You know, this, uh, Ken, this cat, uh, you know, was one bright, shining star when we gave him the scholarship. You should really see what he's all about now that he had a chance to go out and learn and see a bigger part of life. Mm-hmm. And he has cut off another slice of bread that many people will be able to taste because the ingredients that make up that next slice of bread, he didn't have that four and a half years right, ago. Right. And now he's creating a loaf of bread. And not only is he creating his own journey for himself and succeeding in such, he continues to give back to the community. He's performed at our events for the next generation who has seen him mm-hmm. grow through the foundation. And he continues to volunteer and show what wow. growth is about investment in self and mm-hmm. commitment, you know? Mm-hmm. So very proud of you, Ben. You know that. Wow. Oh, thank you, Tim. I love you guys so much. You're the best. So, so Ben, one last question. What is it that you can tell a future recipient? You know, scholarship applications open in October. And what, what, is, what is it that you can say to them that would get them to realize that this is something they should do through the Mahone Fund? Hmm. I would tell them to not give up on their dreams. Um, because the, through the Mahone Fund, it gives you that opportunity to run after your dreams um, and truly achieve those things. So don't give up on it. Uh, continue to move forward and keep it at the forefront. Um, if you go through this program, not only are you receiving this wonderful scholarship, but you are also receiving a family. And that's one of the things the Mahone Fund has given me, you know, just a, it, it's nice to have that love with my own family here in the house. But it's nice to have it as well with someone else, you know, in the community. Um, So not only are you receiving this scholarship, but you're receiving a family. So chase after your dreams because you have a support system within this foundation and within your very own family. All right. Well, thank you much, Ben. I appreciate you. Thanks for thanks for dropping in. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Take care. All right. We'll see you later. 
All right, talk to you later, Tim. <laughs> In the morning, another one. <laughs> so, so people like Ben are, are going to be applying for this scholarship in the fall, and they're going to be able to see firsthand that, that this isn't something that you all just dreamt up last week, that it's been going on for 22 years, and that now you get to, well, 23, 24 years. And so now you, you, you get to consider being a part of something that can literally change your life. One of the things you heard Ben say was family. My mom and dad had a house where everybody could come and feel like they're at home. <clears throat> One of the key factors here is staying in touch with the students. We mm-hmm. just don't provide the scholarship, but we're with them right. throughout the school year. So we're touch basing with, base with them. We're understanding what the consequences of their decision during school year. And we work with them through that. Mm-hmm. And the nuances of being in a college, particularly in Ben's case in Dallas, outside there, away from home, not right down the street, you have to make sure you're in touch with their life. You have to make sure you're in touch with the school and the decisions that they make. Some of those conversations they can't have with their parents because some parents didn't go to college. This is a first-generation program, so a lot of the parents don't necessarily have that skill set. They have the love, like you said. And so we're there to to fill that gap. Our network is there to fill that gap so that they can then, as, as Ben said, chase their dreams, but also call on us so that we can pivot into that next generation of support. Ben's the exact kind of reason we provide that opportunity because he was uncertain of the future and where to go. We highlighted those kids through the school. You asked me a little bit about process. We identified those key young men and women who who have opportunities, may not sure where to find the money, may not sure financial aid, may not be sure the right campus. We walk them through all those different things because you you want some success out of this. You want some success out of this. And so it's important when we have our young men and women come back and tell their own story. Because it's a lot closer to this generation than me telling me about my story at Marquette. Mm-hmm. But at right. the end of the day, it's about the commitment to the journey yeah. and, and helping them through uh, those situations. And their parents. Let me also say the parent part is important. It's mm-hmm. just not us and the students. We work with the parents to ensure that the gaps that they need to continue their life skill development is there also. So very important All right. part of our success. The Harbor Park Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival this Saturday, August 19th. In Kenosha at Celebration Park. Gates open at noon. They run till about 10 p.m. And it'll be a day filled with great music and food. And my favorite (laughs) Grammy Award winning guitarist, Norman Brown, will be performing live at 730. And if they want tickets, where should they go? They should go to MahoneFund.org. All right. And they've got tickets on sale right there. And one of the cool things they have this year. Hmm. Is a VIP ticket where you get to hang out in the VIP lounge and concert admission and food and drink and libations are flowing. Man, complimentary. The food is you. good. You know, we have a silent auction with mm-hmm. a variety of auction items from the Packers yeah. to the Bears. Excuse yeah. me, to the Packers to the uh, Bucks. Uh, some hotel stays, you, you, Chicago you stays. Right. I right. did say Bears, yeah. didn't I? Right. We got White Sox, too. <laughs> and well, it's down in Kenosha. You know it's 50-50. Absolutely. Cubs back. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And the cool thing is you got the Truth Street team will be there. Bring it on. So, Just like you did last year. Oh, I hope yeah. y'all had a good time. That's why you're back. Time. That's why we're coming that's, back. That's why you're coming oh, back. Yeah. That's why you're coming oh, back. Yeah. That's why you're coming back. Thank you, Tim Mahone. I appreciate you coming in. It's always a pleasure. Uh, you're always welcome down in Kenosha. I want to say thank you to Milwaukee. 
You know, Milwaukee mm -hmm. is very supportive of this yes, event. Very much they so. come down in strong numbers, so I expect that to double because, you know, the stepping's going on this year, too. Again, we got the dance floor outside and crystal <laughs> yeah, blue water and the sun. The weather's going to be great. Oh, yeah. No reason not oh, to yeah. be there. None whatsoever. No. But if you're interested in the VIP ticket, it's probably sold out at the end of the day, so you better get it by midnight. Yes, you should. Yes, yes you, should. you should. I appreciate you. All right. Take care. It was good day. seeing you. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number you're listening to. Truth in the afternoon. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on one zero one seven The Truth, The Truth app, and one zero one seven The Truth dot com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Black-owned business give back is back. We, again, teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for the next three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023 to sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity visit blackbusinessgiveback.com that's blackbusinessgiveback.com let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure right here on the award-winning 1017 the truth for official rules head to blackbusinessgiveback.com associated bank member fdic would also remind you as you just heard um Propeller windows and doors of Wisconsin. Let's talk about the birds and the bees. I just put in my screens in my screen doors because I have one of those larger houses where if you don't put screens in, you know, you need air that flows through. You ever go in somebody's house and everybody's house smells different? And that's because everybody has their own, you know, way of eating and the food and all that stuff. And I'm cool with that <clears throat> until it comes to like, flies like as a child i was terrified of flies right i'll fight a bear and get eaten alive to protect somebody but a fly i'll run screaming right because i hate birds bees anything that flies in my house i don't like it and you got to keep it out well the 250 series from pella windows and doors of wisconsin has an exclusive hidden screen which actually stays inside the windows when you're not using it. And if you bundle and save the 250 series of patio door and eight double hung windows with exclusive hidden screens, you can pay as low as $188 a month. So think, think, think about that. A patio door and eight hung double hung windows, right? $188 a month. I think that's a good deal. You should check it out. PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI. Dot com. Where were you 20 years ago when I owned a house? That's all I'm saying. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. And you get a tear and you say you'll fix it. You come back later. And there's that fly. 
So if you want to get them out, that's the way to do it. New windows and doors. 833-212-1017 is the number. We were arguing about something earlier. What were we arguing about? Uh, Mr. Madee. Mr. Madee is mean. Well, he's showing all kind of stuff. Um, do, 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 do. Two six two five nine five. I was kind of reading it. Racism will not end due to the people who grow up acting on racism. Don't know how to change. Don't no. No matter how hard they try. My baby daddy is black and is racist to his own other black men and his kids due to his racism. Ah, so mixed kids. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Somebody sent me a stupid message and said, what are you going to wear to the Republican convention? I don't know because I'm not going. But that's 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 cute. I am going to the debate, though. I got approval to go to the debate because I want to see it firsthand and talk about some of the things and see if they're going to actually talk about things that impact the black community here in Wisconsin. So if you care about that or if I'm a turncoat because I went too bad, so sad. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tory Lowe Show is coming up next. I'll be back in 22 hours and we'll once again talk about those things that impact the black community and impact you as an individual. God bless. Take care. Thank you, Rhea. I'm out. <laughs>